This podcast is sponsored by Steph Woods free masterclass on how to design an online course that actually sells and gets results without overwhelming yourself in the process. Even if you have no idea where to start, you're swamped with one-on-one client work, or you don't feel like an expert. You do not want to miss this masterclass. And she's going to be going over five digital course myths things that you might be believing and is actually not true, how to discover your online course sweet spot and know for sure that your course will be a hit, and three ways that courses grow your business on top of the direct income they generate. A little known secret is that adding a course to your offer suite grows your business in magical ways, and she's going to share all about that. You don't want to miss this at all. Definitely go to the link below and sign up ASAP. Do you want to design a digital course that takes students by the hand and empowers them to get massive results? If so, keep listening. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back. If you're new here, I am Jen Vasquez, a Pinterest marketing strategist and manager who brings in experts on all marketing subjects so that you can take action and grow your business. If that sounds like something you're interested, definitely subscribe so that you're notified when we release the next episode. Today, you guys, I'm so excited to be chatting with my friend as well um, as a course creation expert, Steph Woods of Steph Woods Co. Steph Woods is a learning experience designer and course creation expert. She is a speaker and best-selling author who specializes in impactful educational experiences. Steph is a nerd for understanding and harnessing how people best learn. She shows entrepreneurs how to design a digital course that leverages time and profits so that they can work less, earn more, and have a life outside their business. Hello, who doesn't want that? Welcome, Steph. Yay, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. I feel like this has been really in the making for over a year now <laughs> that yes. I've been wanting you on here. So I'm glad we like just made it happen. Um, I always love to hear origin stories and I know my listeners do also. So let's get started. Tell me about your business and how you got started and then got to what you're doing right now. My business was in me way, way, way longer before it actually became a business. So my mom was a teacher. My dad was a small business owner. And my entire life, I had kind of seen both of them in their struggles doing each one. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a small business owner. And here I am being both, right? <laughs> I tried to avoid both 
my entire life. Um, I went to college, got a minor in education because I was like, I can't get away from it all the way, just in case. We'll see, just in case. And then ended up as a graphic designer. Even as a graphic designer, I was constantly doing education type things. I was doing trainings. I ran a team that was for customer resources, for like customer education. And then eventually ended up at Stanford where I was reinfused with my love of all things education. So I was running a business that I was doing graphic design and branding for, started out for just friends. And then someone was like, oh, I have a friend of a friend. They pay you to, okay, right? Accidental businesses, like things happen a lot of the time. Then one day I was kind of sitting there and I had a good friend of ours, Rebecca, and she was like, why aren't you teaching people about all of the things that you're doing at Stanford? Why, why is that just a Stanford thing? And because these business owners, they need to learn how to make courses too. They need this. They need you. And so that's when I pivoted into helping people create online courses that actually get results for people. Yeah, that's, that's the key. But also, in my opinion, that's how you stand out from all the other educators in this space, because I believe that your focus on making courses that people can actually get through and take action is sadly not not always the case. And we'll dive in a little bit deeper on that later on. But tell our audience a little bit about the people that you've worked with at Stanford, because I I get my mind blown all the time about it. (laughs) Yeah, I've had such a wild ride at Stanford. I started off doing graphic design for like their, the decks and the worksheets and stuff for faculty. And then got pulled into a couple of projects that just kind of changed everything. The first one was with Tyra Banks and she came in and was creating a course about personal branding. And the really cool thing about our guest lecturers when they come into the graduate school of business at Stanford is they have this excellent expertise and experience in a certain thing. Like Tyra Banks, you think, oh, she has an amazing personal brand. She's created so many other brands out of it as well but really it's her that it has that like magic that has that fire um but she has no idea how to teach she's yeah not, she's not an educator right so part of my job was to come in and help someone who's excellent at what they're doing and turn it into a course that students learn from that students are find actionable that they can go and just like start infusing it into their lives and even business students need personal brands. We think about like personal brands as like, I have a personal brand, you have a personal brand, but your personal brand is also what you bring to the table. If you're in an interview, if you're, you know, presenting yourself on LinkedIn, all of these things that like, yeah, business students need as well. Um, So it's a wonderful, wonderful course that we developed. It's called Project U. We taught it for multiple years in at Stanford until COVID. Right before COVID, we actually developed another course with someone who is also very good at what they do. And that's Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod came in and his course is all about pivoting, like what to do for your next pivot. He's someone who has pivoted multiple times in his life. He's gone from, you know, baseball player to real estate investor to now investments and building like this big fitness brand and all of these things. 
so we took that and used that to create another course about how to prepare yourself for a pivot when you want to change what you're doing and it's not necessarily exactly in line with what you've done before like what are the things you need to think about and all of that so that was the second big course that I got to work on that was amazing and Alex is fantastic both Tyra and Alex are absolutely fantastic they got it they like know their stuff and they show up and they just like give so much, so much value. And what about, what did you work on with Gary V? <laughs> so Gary V came in and he talked about some stuff with in the Tyra class. And we actually, we did some preparation with him about like what would find valuable for the students. He's someone who knows business really well, but it's not necessarily your traditional business. So when he yeah. came to us, he was like a little unsure about like, what should I talk about? That is graduate school business level. We worked on some stuff with Gary too. Very, very cool. Well, you clearly know your stuff. So let's start at the beginning. Do you have any tips for people who are like trying to figure out an idea for a course? I know that's super broad question. Um, so whatever comes up for you on that, like, as I'm saying the question, I'm like, oh, that's real broad, but you know, go ahead and let me know your, your ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the course that you're going to create the best, that's going to be you solely, your magic comes from what I call your course sweet spot which is the combination of what you're really good at, what you enjoy doing. Cause if you don't have passion for what you're teaching. People are going to know people are going to see it. And the energy is just not there, but then also what people will pay for what they want from you, like what they want to learn. And in the middle of those three, that's your course sweet spot. And how do you know those things? First, you brainstorm all three of them, right? Like, okay, what oh, am I going to Yeah. What like I didn't say? even think about that. That's super smart. Yeah. What do people always say I'm really good at? But also, what do people come to me for help? If I keep getting these same questions, say like as a graphic designer, I got really good at InDesign and people came to me for InDesign questions over and over and over, right? That's something that people kind of like associate. Oh, I have an InDesign question. Who should I go ask? Oh, let's go ask Steph, right? The things that you're good at. And then the second was what you're passionate about. Like, how do these things light you up? And I like to say, start with the things that you're good at and then kind of rank them about how excited you would be about that. Yeah, because you could be really good at something that you're just sort of over and yes. you don't necessarily want to create a course on something you're over because it's work, a little bit of work. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're making an investment in your business by creating a course, a course for sure. And then the last one, what people will pay for. And how do you know that? You ask them. People love to talk about themselves. They love to talk about what they need and what they want. Um, and so just really getting in there and talking to your audience and talking to those who are in your niche and say like, hey, and it doesn't have to be super formal. It can be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a course on my Instagram stories. Here's three things. Like what course would you Yeah, take? yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, that's smart because people love doing polls. Oh yeah. Very good. The little hit of endorphins that you exactly get. Correct. <laughs> exactly correct. What we pick our phone up for, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So do you, this is a very basic question, but it really is something that I thought about. Like, do you start with writing out content, then you film it, or do you, like, obviously we know now that you start on this research area to make sure that A, you're going to love your content uh, and B, that people are going to buy it <laughs> because I know a lot of people who have built courses to crickets. Yes. So um, what is the 
what is the sort of journey that you take through building? a? Well, I think a lot of people assume that you just jump right into making an outline, which is, is a good way to like do it really fast and get it out there. But is it the right way to do it? Not really. So um, <laughs> I like to teach what's called in instructional design, it's called learner-led course design. And that means that you have to get really, really clear on who your learner is first and really, really clear on what that goal is. And then you kind of work backwards. You work backwards from the goal to where they are oh. and bridge that gap. So when you think of it like that, you have to, the first couple of steps are to actually define really, really extensively what that goal is so that you know where you're reaching you know, or where, where you're taking them, where you want them to end and, or, and, and finish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. A lot of okay, people yeah. will start and they're just like, I'm just going to take everything that I know and I'm going to dump it. And I'm just going to like, give it to, to them. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is overwhelming people with so much content that's not intentional. Uh, of course, design oh. is about intentionally creating this journey for them that they're going to learn and they're going to get to this place where they can not only know the things that they want to know, but be able to do the things that they want to be able to do because transformation, one of my favorite quotes is transformation does not happen in knowledge. Transformation is what happens when you apply that knowledge and into oh, action. That is so, I'm all about taking action and I talk about it like ad nauseum. So, but the way that you just said that was so much more effective. <laughs> um, so yeah, cause I know personally, if I go into a course and there's like their hour long modules, oh, yeah. unless it's like technical step-by-step, -step, which of course can take a little bit longer, yeah. but your eyes roll in your head, right? The courses that I love the most are the ones that you kind of get a quick win with kind of a homework situation mm -hmm. to like apply it. Like I feel more accomplished and I'm more interested in finishing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's you a lot of started, not finished courses out there. <laughs> and not just you, I, I know for me too, but not just you and me. I think it's really, really something that's going on right now. And it's because people haven't designed them intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like too, with all of the social media going to like short, short form video, that's almost the expectation these days oh, yeah. is to have it be shorter. Um, how should people decide on the most engaging and effective delivery methods? Like what are you seeing out there? Uh-huh. Okay. I personally love short videos no matter what it is, like what you said, we have such short attention spans, but I want you to think of it as learning, applying the learning, learning, applying the learning, right? So um, there are some things that we could tell about like, so people like to learn from people, right? So yes, you have to have uh, instructor presence. You have to know the person that you're learning from in a bit, right? So yeah, I'm going to tell you that you want your face out there. It doesn't have to be out there all the time, but if it's just slides, it's going to be a little less connection. Yes. Right. Um, but think about how you can actually mix it up. I'm going to say that one style is, is better than the others, but really it, it becomes so much more engaging when you mix up it slides. Sometimes, sometimes I'm going to walk you through something. Sometimes I'm going to give you even like, I've seen courses that have like, okay, this is a long process. I'm going to feed you a Trello board that has like cards, Card, yeah, cards that yeah. you need to make um, so that we can get through this longer process together, right? So I think it's more about one, 
also knowing your audience. If you're creating an audience, if you're creating a course for people who have ADHD, you're going to want to go at it a little differently than if you're creating a course for, I don't know, executives, right? Knowing your people and what kind of like makes them continue and what gets them excited. And just, I mean, with ADHD, knowing what kind of like works for their brain. <laughs> yeah. And I think social media is leading many people toward that type of <laughs> feeling anyway. Yeah. Um, what, well, what are some tips then on creating courses or designing courses that people actually finish and take action? What are just a few tips? Yeah. Well, I would say that's one. Mix it up. Keep it interesting and think about the activity that they're doing and how best to be able to get them to do that activity, right? And actually, that's one itself is think about it as action and not just knowledge. So we're going to learn this knowledge together, but then what can they do to show not necessarily in, in like kindergarten, it's like, okay, I have to show you that I can read or first grade. I can show you that I can read to your teacher, but well, even like, math, you do the math, but they want to see how you got there that you didn't nope. just copy somebody else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes adult learners need that too. They need yeah. to like show themselves. Okay. I learned this. I know how to do this. Sometimes adult learners are harder because they kind of like doubt themselves and they're like not sure so having a structure giving them kind of like an overview of the journey we're going to go on just so they know where they are and kind of like get yeah familiar with where they are in their journey um that's definitely something that that really helps people continue through and they're like oh okay I know I'm two-thirds of the way through um yeah, and I think too, part of getting them through the course is to see change, is to take action and actually see the change in your business or whatever courses you're creating. Um, that gives you excitement. Yeah, even like you were saying earlier, little wins right at the beginning, right? Create momentum. Um, one of the things that I like to have my students do at the very beginning is to do a visualization and to do some journaling on why am I doing this? Because then anytime you start to kind of like falter a little bit and lose a little momentum or get a little overwhelmed, you can go back to read. Oh, this is what Stephanie at the beginning of this course said. This is why she's doing this. That's inspiring, right? I want to keep going. That, that is really good. Well, I know that you talk a lot about court, like how courses have come to this place where they aren't necessarily effective anymore. So I'd love for you to dive into, into that. Well, a couple of years ago during COVID, everyone decided to take what they were doing in their businesses because we had to adapt, right? We had to pivot. We had to adapt um, and thought, okay, online courses, like I can help more people that are not in my immediate um in my immediate network, let's create a course. So they kind of just threw things together. Um, I've said already a couple of times, intentional. Intentional is really a big ticket thing when it comes to creating courses. Um, so we have a lot of courses out there that weren't really thought through or weren't done very intentional. They took all this content and put it together, but they're not really thinking of it as an entire educational experience. That's kind of one of the things that I try and get my students to do. We're thinking about the experience of being in this course. They're one of the biggest things is that when people don't finish courses, I like to call them my four little motivation stealing monsters. Um, and these are the four things that get 
people knocked off their, their momentum. And that's boredom. Boredom is when really you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. And so you're not really seeing it as part of the big picture. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of bored with what I'm doing, right? Um, overwhelm. You can give them too much content. And if it's not intentional, they're going to get overwhelmed. Procrastination. Procrastination is when you're, what you're trying to teach them is it's not their priority for today. Um, and confusion. We want to give them that structure so that they know exactly what they're doing now and what they're doing to do next. So in action, like trying to get over these little four motivation monsters looks like super short bite-sized lessons, right? We want to be really clear on what we're teaching them and telling them. We call those learning objectives. So at the end of this lesson, you're going to be able to blank, blank, blank. That's your objective. That's what you're learning here. Again, that obvious structure that they can track their progress on. Um, and then anytime you can, answering the question of why do I need to learn this? That connects them to like the larger journey. If you're taking a course oh, on social yeah. media and someone gives you a lesson about mindset, you might go, wait, I thought we were learning about social media. Where does mindset fit in? If I don't tell you where mindset fits in, you're not going to think that it's important and you're not going to pay attention as much, right? You, you've already lost them at that point. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know that you are really big on designing a curriculum mm -hmm. rather than content. Yes. Which sounds great, yes. but I'm not really sure <laughs> what the difference is. So yeah. can you help me out? Because I'm sure others probably are <laughs> curious as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think our, our, our word of the day or our word of this podcast, this podcast is sponsored by the word intentional, right? So the biggest difference between a curriculum and content is that it's intentional. We're intentionally creating a path for your students and laying them out this journey to get them to their goal. I think of content as kind of like the tips and tricks and the stuff that we see on Instagram. They're like little bite-sized information serving a variety of different purposes, um, like to inspire, to connect, to entertain or promote. Those are things that content does. Um, but curriculum is more this like very curated journey or set in, of information that has the purpose of getting you to a transformation. It's when you develop that clear purpose and the process that they're going to do. And it ends up becoming the, the product that you have um, to craft an effective learning experience that your students don't get just from like binging content. How many times do you go down Instagram rabbit holes on oh, something yes. and you're like, okay, this all sounds really good. And then you take a step back and go, oh, but, but what do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's again, we have a lot of people taking like education, listening, 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 but very, very few are actually doing that next step, which is implementing everything that they've learned. Putting it into action. Amazing. Before we get to the gift that you so generously shared or sharing with the audience, tell everybody about your exciting masterclass you have coming up. I'm yeah. so excited to attend, but I want to make sure you let everybody else know about there. About that. I'm super excited because I've been working on this masterclass and putting together what's actually in it. And it is going to be so juicy and good. Um, we are talking about how to design an online course 
that actually gets results um, without overwhelming yourself in the process. Even if you have really no idea where to start or you are super swamped with one-on-one -on -one client work or you don't feel like an expert. Because really at the end of the day, like we've all bought those courses that looked really great on the sales page. And then you get into it. Didn't it. deliver. No. <laughs> didn't Sadly, deliver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that at least the people that I talk to and the people that are in my or in our orbit, like they actually care about getting their students results. Like that's a big thing. And I can tell you, even from experience, before I had kind of started infusing my courses and infusing my clients' courses with these tools, that like when people don't get results, it's disheartening. You go, oh, is what I'm doing wrong? Is what I'm doing? No, no. And so people really want their students to be successful. Not only will it give you the confidence to talk about your course, right? Because if I'm going to sell something and I, I, and let's face it, selling is talking about a thing over yes. and over and over. Yes. And if I have to talk about something and I don't think that it actually works. I'm going to be a little shy about it. I'm not going to be able to sell it as, as great as I would if I knew that it worked and I had confidence that I'm like changing people's lives. Sometimes I think, oh, is that really dramatic to say that you're changing someone's life with your digital course? But no, I don't think it is. I think like what we want to do is we want to create courses that create transformations and that is change. Absolutely. So, and, and courses can absolutely do that if they're designed with curriculum in mind versus exactly. that content. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in this masterclass, I'm going to have some of my best tools to kind of like stop this overwhelm of this daunting task of creating a course. It's not daunting. I'll tell you. But um, wait, so wait a second. It is daunting yeah. unless you have someone like you <laughs> in your corner to help you along the way for yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, so we're talking about things like five myths, things that like our experts out there are saying that I don't agree with or that I don't, I don't believe um, that's holding you back from creating this course because you're hearing these things, you're thinking these things, no, get rid of them. Um, we're talking, diving a little deeper into that course sweet spot, how to figure out exactly, exactly what it is and then how to validate it. And then we're talking about a couple of different ways that courses grow your business other than just the income. Like courses aren't just about the income and even the impact that you're making. Like courses do these like magical things to your business that, that and I, I'm not going to give it away, but I talk, I talk about that. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, don't, don't give it away. We're going to have the link for sure down below. So please, please, please check out the notes. Um, and Steph is generously giving us a kickstart download, which is really exciting. So tell everyone what's in there. Yes. So my digital course kickstart kit, and it is the, basically the first three steps when you start creating a course um, and exactly what you need to get clear on before you get to that outline stage. Remember we talked about it a little bit, but there's some great stuff in there too. Like, uh, how do I know if I'm ready to create a course? Mm, in there. That's good. And then we talk about the difference between an offer that's a seed, a plant, or a garden, which is a metaphor I use for the kind of courses that people create that are kind of doomed for the, from the start, which all... It's in the Kickstarter kit, so I won't yes. go too deep and I won't spoil that one either. But yeah, there's lots of great stuff in there. What to think about and how to shift your mindset towards creating a course that actually 
gets those results. I'm so excited that I finally got you on the podcast and YouTube channel for this interview. Your advice is valuable and actionable. What is the best way to get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take the conversation further? Obviously, I'll have all the links down below. Yeah, I think I am the most responsive on Instagram. Quite honestly, I love meeting people through DMs. So jump on Instagram. My handle is stepwoods.co and say hi. Say hey. Yes. I heard you on Jen's podcast. Like, yes. Say yes. hi. Um, <laughs> I'd love to meet you, hear about where you are in your course journey. And if you guys have found some ideas, inspiration, or tips toward this content, I would love so much for you to leave a review. I'm trying to grow the um, podcast side of my business as well as YouTube, but I just would love to have you tell us like what you liked about it. Also, I think it's very important that you go out there and take action. So take action today by snagging Steph's gift and absolutely click that link for her free masterclass because I'm telling you any masterclass that she has ever done, I have absolutely loved and was able to take action. So please, please, please join us because I will be there too. And any final words, Steph? You guys go out and make the impact that you were meant to make. So good. All right. Have a great day. Bye guys. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.